and welcome to Travel Minded, the podcast. On the first episode of Travel Minded, we are joined by London-based chef Nina Parker. Nina has three recipe books out, is a Tatler magazine columnist and provides catering for lots of famous faces. On today's podcast, we talk about how traveling inspires her recipes and how we can try and live sustainably. Nina, thank you for joining us on the Travel Minded podcast. Oh, well, firstly, thank you for having me on this. This is a real treat in my day to do something a bit different. Today, we'll be talking about your experiences with traveling, um, but also um, about kind of what inspires you, really. So to start off with, what do you enjoy the most about traveling? I mean, it's different I kind of from my food background I feel travel just really enriches my food knowledge and it inspires me so much I get so much from going to you know some another country and exploring the cuisine I feel like that's for me how I really understand a place and yeah it's a real passion of mine and I feel that you know it's definitely inspired my food so much um so I'm missing it so hard isn't it (laughs) and I I, yeah I get so excited when I go to new places and you know just picking up ideas ingredients flavor combinations so that for me is one of the biggest sort of draws about travel yeah definitely were there any particular places that you had holidays booked for that you couldn't go to because of all the kind of drama that's gone in the, on in the past year? Not really. I, I had a thing last year that, uh, which is funny because of obviously the whole thing that happened. But on um, January last year, I made a pact with myself. I kind of counted up how many flights I'd taken. Yeah. And I really, I think I'd taken like each individual flight. I think I'd taken about, oh God, I can't remember. But it was a lot. It was definitely about 30. And because yeah. I'd done lots of... Um, reviewing with my work and I just was like I've really got to cut back so weirdly that year last year I'd already made the pact with myself that I was gonna if I I I spend a lot of time in the south of France so I thought well if I'm gonna go there I can try and get there by train yeah um so I already made those sort of deals with myself that I was gonna look at different ways and if I was gonna go to a a long distance was it really you know, how long was it going to be for? Was it worth, you know, I kept on, I started saying no to trips. Yeah. Um, so I actually had already, you know, had planned to do less and didn't plan to do nothing, but it definitely was already on my mind. And yeah. um, and because you, you focus a lot on sustainability, don't you? And pushing kind of eco-friendly ways and able to, being able to do plant-based recipes. So could you tell us a bit more about kind of what inspired you to get into kind of that mindset? Outside, um, well, it was a lot of documentaries and um, and I think, again, working in food and, you know, constantly learning that's you know about where things come from providence you do just eventually think um you know what am I eating what is it doing to everything around me and uh yeah it was sort of a natural thing that it it progressed and just learning about things and it's been like almost four almost five years that I've been mainly veggie yeah Um, and I it's it's funny though being a chef I 
I can't say I am fully because I do still cook meat when I had clients uh, doing catering jobs. When I I do that sometimes now um, because of obviously lockdown, it it definitely, you know, I don't personally really eat it, but um, it's, yeah, I think it's, it's just, I think everyone's become so much more aware and, and then, you know, when, once you start making one change to your lifestyle, you look at other things. So the other thing, stuff I was doing was travel and, um, you know, learning about the impact of that and how can I make changes. I mean, it's great that we have so many documentaries like that David Attenborough one, very hard to watch, especially yeah. off, like last year, like what we were even going through at that time. It's difficult. It's really difficult. Um, and you know I'm not perfect I'm definitely doing I, I find the plastic thing really hard that's to really avoid hard. Yeah. Um, that, that's sort of my next thing um but I'm really lucky that where I live um I've got an amazing reusable refillable um sort of little shop and I can get you know oats rice grains from there because that's sort of all pasta and I'm trying really hard but obviously sometimes I'm walking home late at night and that's the other one's closer to me and I'll get that because I'll be like oh god I can't be bothered or I've missed it and so it's you know you've just got to try and do as much as you can but I think what I think is I get a lot of information from like a couple of key people in my life that are better than me at doing this and then I pass that on to my friends and family and I call people out my closest sort of friends and family and and then hopefully they pass it on to other people. So I think word of mouth is so important. And that is how you're going to get people to change habits, essentially. Yeah, I think it's just because that's how I do it. Yeah. I, I've got a little voice in my head. I've got my my housemate, Caroline, always saying, no, no, that's the wrong plastic. That plastic doesn't go in the bin. You need to check the board because we've got like, a board in our house of what goes in our plastic <laughs> or, or, or our recycling. And I was lazy and now I'm like, no, you know what? I need to do this because what's yeah. going to go? It's going to go straight into landfill if I don't do anything. And it's it's just about having a responsibility and feeling that. But once it becomes habit, it's not so weird anymore, you know? It, it does become part of your life. Yeah, definitely. And I think what's great now as well in the travel world is there's so many different sustainable options for people to be able to use so there's sustainable hotels there's eco friendly hotels that you can visit and I think I personally definitely want to be able to try and use those options I love when I go on my travels to be able to stay with locals and in communities where you're really living that local life and kind of seeing it from their point of view but isn't that better anyway yeah definitely and I think also on a kind of side of learning more about their foods and their cultures and their histories, you're really seeing it firsthand from the locals. When you travel, it's about asking those questions to the hotels, asking what are they doing? Like I'd say, you know, ask your Airbnb, oh, where does the recycling go? Oh, you don't have it? That's something we sh- you should get. You know, yeah. I think it's just constantly asking. It's like, if on my Instagram, I, I don't put a lot of fashion stuff, but I try, if I do put a brand, I won't put a brand that I haven't already checked out and said, oh, you know what, it does this really great thing, or this is going, 
proceeds are going to the ocean or whatever and it, or it's made in the UK it's, it's just as long as these you know people you can see are trying to make a difference um, then I think it's a really positive thing to promote and it's same with hotels. Yeah definitely and I think it's something we just all need to be more aware of I think there are planes where you can kind of add on and pay for the carbon footprint or you can do yeah. carbon footprint free flights but to the same degree you're still using all that kind of fuel from the planes so yeah, I think yeah. there's definitely like you said being able to travel to places where maybe you can get the train instead or even driving to places and I think the good thing about what's kind of come out of the last year is being able to look at staycations enjoying the UK and kind of what's yeah, here I don't know if you've been in on any at all uh staycations I well haven't been able to book any because yeah it's difficult it's so busy booking like the minute you look at I mean there's that company Kip Hideaways and they have beautiful um places in England and they're all very kind of unique yeah uh, you know people's houses essentially uh like holiday rentals I mean the waiting list for those places and some of them are amazing though but yeah you've got to be on it yeah and I think it was all kind of when it started to ease around was it July time that everyone was able to travel so everyone kind of booked onto everything and everything's kind of been rescheduled to later months and it's so hard to kind of predict kind of what's going to happen next but gives us more time to be able to plan stuff so that's good and out of kind of all the places that you've been to because Obviously, you have kind of written articles. If people aren't aware of the articles that you've written, you have written articles about your travel experiences and your tips. And also part of that is covered in your cookbook. It seems like another life right now. (laughs) (laughs) So where would you say is your favourite place that you've been to? Um, Oh, God, so many. I... I definitely think one of, and I, so I've this, I've written this book that came out um, at the very end of last year called Saucy and so much of the inspiration from that book was from three places actually. One was Mexico and um, Japan and California. Yeah. Um, So though it's sort of a fusion and I don't know, I mean, I love Mexico, Mexico. I'd say that's if Mexico City I'm definitely gonna want to go back to it's just like a melting pot of um culture but the food is just quite modern as well but just the ingredients the sauces the chili salsas and it's insane no you're making me hungry even talking about it (laughs) and beautiful it's a beautiful city as well yeah, it's actually one of the places that I haven't been to, but it's on my bucket list. And I was, I'm so envious of some of the places that you've been to as well, like Japan, I'd love to go to there. So um, they definitely sound like great places to be able to go to. And yeah. obviously, you we've kind of briefly spoken about the cookbooks that you have, and you've based them on kind of going to St. Tropez and Capri. Kind of what would you say inspires you the most about going to these particular places and basing cookbooks on these places 
Um, so the south of France I've been going to since I was little. Um, so I guess a lot of my, I guess my passion for cooking kind of started there. And um, my, so I'm half Polish and my Polish grandmother, she, not my mum or my dad, they're both very bad at cooking. <laughs> um, and my mum's okay, but lacks the passion. She's doing <laughs> other stuff. Um, but my grandma was obsessed with it and she loved very kind of elaborate, you know, French cuisine, heavy stuff with cream. She loves seafood, uh, you know, very rich desserts, creme brulee and chocolate mousse and things like that. So uh, when I was little, I would always go for lunch with her in the South Bronx. She'd always be with us for those holidays. She was, you know, there at every single holiday. And um, she, I think she got me into it. And, and I think the passion and the love of, being so you know crazy about food and and it being a real event and ritual and uh yeah it's very special so I think it stems from there and also the produce in the south of France is so great yeah so and yeah I have you know I loved that kind of with the Saint-Tropez book so that was my first book I loved that kind of old school um 50s 60s Bridget Bardo kind of feel in the town and it's it's still you know very unspoiled they've got very strict regulations that you can't build up on the town and it, it still is essentially like a very cute fishing town um so yeah I mean the book that that first book definitely um talks about the restaurants there and how they've all got so much history and stories. And I think that's another thing which, you know, you get with recipes anyway, they all kind of have a story of yeah. where they come from, who inspired what. Um, and that's what I love that sort of side of it, which, um, you know, comes with travel, comes with talking to people. And, uh, and then same with the Capri book, it was, uh, I didn't know Capri in the same way that I know the south of France, but I, I'd studied, I trained in Italian kitchens. So I had that sort of side of it, but um, it was very much more like a detective game of talking to one person in a restaurant and then another one and saying, and sometimes you get a red herring and go the wrong way. And then suddenly you'd find this incredible restaurant with, I don't know, like a chestnut chocolate torte or something and that their grandmother made and then they'd show you how to make it so I mean obviously that happens a lot I mean it's very easy to find those sort of things in Italy because they've got such an insane cuisine but it, yeah so I, I it kind of I guess with the books it's all you know travel just yeah it just sort of weaves through all the recipes um, and then hopefully I try and put a slightly healthier spin on some things or take a source and make it more accessible for people um, but then it's always got that story of where it kind of originates from. Yeah definitely and are there any particular next destinations that you'd love to write a cookbook about? Um, well, I really love with this new book, Saucy, I I got to mix all the places that I've been to. So you're talking about, you know, the the articles I wrote. I mean, I, I definitely was picking up ideas the whole time I was in all of those places. Uh, you know, I got a lot of inspiration from Lisbon. Um, and I mean, their seafood and their, you know, they've got an incredible, you know, seafood quality and, you um, I mean, so many cool restaurants I went to there. 
um, which, so yeah, even in Europe, it doesn't have to be really far away, um, so, which was great. Like, I guess with the travel journalism, you, I just sort of automatically was picking up new things. And I like the way that with Saucy, it's, it's across the board, but yeah. all those cuisines are kind of brought together through sauces and dressings and marinades and yes yeah, so you've got the travel but it's more world cuisine which I guess just means I can play around with more things and it, get, it keeps it interesting for me. Definitely no that's good and me being able to travel and go back and just reset is really kind of powerful and I think it traveling definitely has good impacts on mental health and it can help with kind of resetting would you say that that's something that you think is kind of in line yeah I mean it's it's funny because I wouldn't have ever really thought of it that much before but man do I want to get away (laughs) It's, it's it's just I guess I have been here during January many times actually but I've always been able to plan something I think it's that it's I mean yeah it obviously bottom line getting some sunshine very good for your health makes you feel great you're talking about resetting yeah. it completely does that and uh not you know there is a reason why people take holidays it's incredibly good for your mental health and gives you a break and just switching off the phone especially a lot of people have their phone and work combined so it is really hard me being one of those people um it's it's funny I do think being I mean god I've been actually looking back on like some of the things that I've done um like a couple of my really close mates we've got this whatsapp group and we've just been sending each other photos we've been on the all these amazing holidays together and you had a great times and I looked at those photos and I kind of it seems like another lifetime yeah. it seems like something that I I'm like well, that just doesn't seem seems so impossible right now and you get very nostalgic about it um I mean I look I believe we're going to do it again but it definitely I just it feels like another time yeah um and I just I keep on saying to them and we just keep on saying we are not going to take anything for granted ever again and I I thought that the first lockdown with all these things and yeah people are going to go wild in the summer I'm sure. Well I think it's like you said as well it's always something to look forward to you'll book it with maybe a bit of notice and you'll be like okay great like and you do a countdown and it's something to look forward to whether it be with friends or family it's quality time or maybe just on your own it's that quality time to get away from work so Maybe it's just slightly harder during lockdown at the moment to see that. But, you know, it's, as I say, I just think we're going to be so appreciative because we've had to sort of internalise so much of it and keep really calm, not plan anything, take each day as it comes. I mean, it's, it is a mental game for sure. Definitely. But there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I think we've just got to think of that light all the time. Um, So to kind of round things up, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I've got one more last question that I'm going to ask all of my guests. And that is, where is on your bucket list? Where is on my bucket list? Um, Right. Well, I mean, I kind of, it's funny. I do want to go somewhere I've been before. I mean, I would love to go back to Japan. And I feel like I, I just sort of, 
scraped the tip of the iceberg with it and I really want to um you know explore more of the cuisine and uh yeah get a bit more sort of absorbed like immersed into the culture um but yeah I mean to be honest I actually wrote a list of what I wanted to do this year in terms of like where I wanted to go and it's funny having not been able to do so much last year I just wanted to go to the places that I usually go to which is funny isn't it it's like you know I I wrote down Wimbledon because I haven't been able to go there and I was so devastated about not going um and I just want to go back to the south of France um I guess you just appreciate the things that you just really couldn't do and you just took kind of for granted before definitely thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank you for having me Don't forget to subscribe to the Travel Minded Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Travel Minded the Podcast. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Justice Abroad. Justice Abroad was founded in 2019 and is led by myself, Michael Polak, a trained barrister and expert in international law and assistance. Justice Abroad operates to ensure that people who travel overseas for work or pleasure can be confident that if anything goes wrong, there'll be someone ready to help them. We are seeing an increasing number of cases across the world where people find themselves in trouble and we've been asked to assist. Justice Abroad has a team of top investigators, lawyers around the world and support staff available to provide unparalleled support. Many people when travelling have an attitude of, it'll never happen to me, and then when something does go wrong, they feel helpless with nowhere to turn. Anyone travelling for any purpose should be aware of the issues that could arise and be prepared to get in touch with us should something go wrong. We currently have cases in Greece, China, Thailand, Somalia, Myanmar, Cyprus, Spain, Vietnam, and many other countries around the globe. The increased number of cases which are coming to us proves how frequently travellers can find themselves in trouble, often as a victim of crime or accused of offences they did not commit. Usually, travel insurance will not cover you for assistance and advice with legal problems overseas, and even where they do, the assistance can prove ineffectual and not practical. At Justice Abroad, we have an extremely hands-on approach that allows our clients to feel assured that we will deal with every aspect of their situation and ensure they have the best possible outcome. We're just as abroad and we're here when you need us.